Good afternoon or good morning, good evening, wherever you're joining from. This is the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Monday, the 17th of December, 2018. And this is episode number 69. I'm your co-host, Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live call-in radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to, to, to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they are calling in. Happy Monday, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Super excited to introduce my co-host today. He, it's not his, it's his first time on the live podcast, but not a first time with me. I did interview him when I first launched my podcast. His name is Wayne Berger. He is the CEO of Canada and Latin America for international workplace group i hope i got that right wayne um wayne uh has an amazing platform so we thought it would be great to talk about and really discuss the future of work specifically uh how co what co-working spaces are within this new thing they call the gig economy um thought it would be a great conversation i talked to many young entrepreneurs and young professionals and all of them have side gigs right now so if you are joining us live um, whether you're starting a business, work at a co-working space, or thinking about what to do in 2019, love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Ask us questions. Put it below. If you do have very specific story you'd love to share with us live, I'd love to have you join both Wayne and myself live on the air. Without further ado, Wayne, how are you doing today? Thank you Ed for joining. Edwin, th thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very honored to be your co-host today. Very excited with such an esteemed podcast. Wayne, this is, it's been thanks a long time. Me. No, you're welcome. It's, I mean, you know me and I, we're both fans of each other. And before we went on the air, I shared with, with Wayne that I got into, uh, into the Berlin Marathon last year because I know Wayne is an avid runner as well and a father. So, uh, I, I'm so. running in spirit with you and I'll be running actively with you to make sure you can set a new personal record, Edwin. Get ready. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't even know if I uh, described your your role or the organization, right? So I just mm -hmm. want to give you a quick opportunity just to let us know uh, what what you're doing, what's your current yeah. role, and, and and before we get into this deep conversation. A absolutely. Thanks, Edwin. And thanks again for having me. It's exciting to be here. So I know it's been a couple of years since we've spoken uh, originally on on one of the first business leadership podcasts. And as you mentioned, uh, my name's Wayne. I'm the CEO of Canada and Latin America for a company named uh, IWG, International Workplace Group. And International Workplace Group is the largest provider of co-working spaces and flexible workspaces around the world. So every day we support close to 3 million people who work, operate and conduct the best work of their lives in one of our locations uh, across 120 countries and a thousand cities here globally. Um, we operate five key brands because we know that, you know, it's amazing to see the trends that are taking place today in the world of how, where, when, why, and what people do for work. But what's also interesting is people are becoming very specific about the type of workspace that they work in. Uh, and I'm sure we'll probably dive into some of those things today because the gig economy and the and the element of choice is changing how people operate every day. So we operate 
at IWG five core brands. Regis, which is our largest brand globally, where many people around the world are familiar with us. They've spent time at a, a Regis co-working space and shared office, um, where we have about 3,500 locations around the globe. And then Spaces is an electric, immersive, elegant co-working brand and uh, co-working uh, provider as well around the world. Today, close to 100 countries, uh, obviously here in Canada, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, and then throughout Latin America and around the globe. Um, I, what I think without bias is just the best co-working provider, uh, best co-working solution available uh, in the industry. And then we have three other brands as well, very, very important, named Number 18, HQ, and Signature by Regis. All that are there to provide a different type of day-to-day -day experience based on the specific client's need. Wow. I mean, it's... It's evident that that this uh, that, that that there's not only a hype around co-working, oh, Wayne, yeah. but uh, I mean it's obviously a huge need. Can you explain? I mean, you sitting within the industry, and obviously there are some upstarts that that sort of took the market by storm. But but like really, can you explain from your point of view why co-working spaces are so popular now? Yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great point. I'm glad you asked the question. Um, you know, Evan, it's amazing. I've been with the company for five years and I'm amazed with how dramatic the change has, has really been around the globe, if not here in Canada, when it comes to the interest and the excitement around co-working. You know, co-working as a trend is probably one of the most popular business trends and definitely one of the most popular trend in commercial real estate uh, really over the last number of generations. And we're seeing this dramatic shift in people choosing co-working. Um, and the funny thing is, five years ago when I started, co-working was really kind of a utility, mm -hmm. right? Where people were using co-working locations or flexible workspace for very specific reasons. Maybe they had a project that was time sensitive and they needed extra space. Maybe they were pulling different different teams within the organization to come together in an environment that was more neutral, that would, that would generate more opportunity for collaboration and innovation away from a traditional corporate environment. Maybe it was a company that was moving from one lease, their one location to a new location, and there was a six month period that they needed a place to be able to operate uh, and, and co-working played a key role there, or companies that were looking to really leverage globalization and move into new markets. Mm -hmm. it's, it, was, it was a great tool and a great solution to be able to maintain your flexibility and grow or shift based on what, what was happening within your business. So it was and it's very- not, And it's not even worrying about the office space, right? It's just trusting right. what, what's there, right? Exactly. So it was very utilitarian. Mm -hmm. And if you fast forward five years, you know, five years ago, we had 50 locations in Canada, which were, was by far the largest provider of co-working space, so about a million square feet. Wow. Um, and of course, a number of competitors, et cetera, which, you know, providing different types of solutions in the industry for people. Um, if you fast forward five years, I just look at our growth. Um, we're now 111 locations across the country, multi-brand diversified, offering different brands, different solutions. And then also, um, continuing to grow at such a dramatic pace. And we're at 3 million square feet today, where four years ago we were a million square feet. And what's interesting, if you look at our business, 
And then you look at other providers in Canada as well, many of which provide an amazing experience. If you look at all of our space today that we operate and you look at the demand that's coming in, the, the supply that's available cannot meet the demand. I mean, wow. that's, how, that's how dramatic the growth is in co-working. And there's really five key reasons that's driving the demand. Um, one of them is it's guys like you, Edwin, right? Mm -hmm. So business professionals that have had a great career and then are suddenly look at shifting to create their own business, to really like germinate their own idea, to build their own organization, to try out their, try out their, you know, their dream. And we're seeing this real shift in what's called the contingent workforce. Mm -hmm. So con contingent workforce is, for example, consultants, contractors, startups, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, all those individuals that, um, that make up this contingent workforce. If you look three years ago, that workforce represented about 25% about of the total Canadian in a population of, of employable individuals, right? So about 18 million people, 25% was contingent. Today, that number is now 30% contingent. And, that's, and over the, that's over the five years? That's over three years. Oh, three it's years. Grown, it's yeah. grown from 25 to 30. And then if you look at, if you look at the forecast in the next three years, by 2021, um, that number, contingent workforce, is forecasted to grow from 30 to 40%. So another dramatic increase. So now you're at a point where close to half your population in Canada who's employable is actually looking to be part of this contingent workforce and will be part of the contingent workforce. So you mentioned earlier on when we kicked off, you have a lot of friends and business associates who have side gigs. Yes. The funny thing about side gigs is side gigs is gonna become the norm. Freelancers mm -hmm. and contingent workforce is growing so dramatically. And they say by 2027, more than half the population will be part of this freelance world, this contingent workforce. And what's interesting about that is millennials are driving a significant portion of that. And their idea of, for example, growth and security in, for example, like a workforce is actually expanding the number of clients they work with, right? So their attitudes, their prevailing attitudes are, if they work with five different organizations who are who they're providing their services for, who they're getting paid from, they're better positioned than, for example, somebody who has a full-time job, who's relying on one company to be able to continue. They'll, they provide their, their services and, and obviously they remain gainfully employed, right? So this whole contingent workforce is shifting out of demand and if you look at that, 40% in three years, that's 8 million people of the 18 million people that are deemed employable in Canada. They all need a place to, to congregate. They need a place to be productive. They need a place to work. And, and if you think about the work environment, we're social beings by nature, right? We love to produce and we love to connect. And it's difficult to connect when you're when you're constantly trying to you know build your dream and your organization and, and your and your idea in in your own environment right where you're on your own mm -hmm. when giving people the chance to join in a community like a co-working space 
allows them to build a professional network, allows them to innovate with other companies, allows them to grow their business, and it also allows them to grow their social side as well. So they establish new friendships, new partnerships. It's really powerful when you see it on the go. So, you know, this whole contingent workforce is a major part of the shift towards co-working. And there are a bunch of other reasons I can walk through as well, but you know, it's a good example like Edwin, you know, you, you're also part of this contingent workforce. And when you think about co-working, you know, I, I'm always interested in getting an idea of what your thoughts are around the benefits and, 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 and where you see some of the gaps are, right? Because obviously every business continues to grow. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's for me, I, I um, being an, uh, an entrepreneur almost 14 years now, I mean, I, I've, I've used many co-working spaces, shared space and, and coffee shops, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've, worked, I've worked everywhere, even like friends offices i'm like hey man i'm gonna be in your town or your place in city could i just drop by and do a couple of work so i mean i sort of live and breathe this this type of um environment and i love it and and things that you were saying it's hard for me to fathom that like 40 percent of the market's gonna be contingent in the next three years i almost like i live right downtown by queen and john i look out the window and i'm like man 40% of these offices should all be co-working spaces is what you're telling yeah. me. <laughs> well, you, you nailed it. As a matter of fact, JLL, Jones Lang LaSalle, which is one of the largest commercial real estate brokerage firms, has, has um, predicted that by 2030, 30% of commercial real estate will be co-working. So if you, just, if you just think about that number, there's 750 million square feet of commercial real estate in Canada. If that number comes true, that prediction of 30% comes true. That represents 225 million square feet in the next 12 years that, that, that will be needed to provide this great co-working space to, um, to companies and people, right? And if you look at our numbers today in Canada, co-working represents, if you add up all the space across the country, it's roughly about 5 million square feet. Wow. So we, all of us collectively cannot grow fast enough to meet the need. You know, you've got this contingent workforce shift that's taking place with freelancers and entrepreneurs. You've got companies that also recognize the financial benefits of moving to a flexible work environment and co-working because they're able to save 25 to 40% based off of a traditional lease that gets capitalized with all the build-out costs and you know, everything that's required to, to build and maintain an office. And then you've got this real movement towards, um, towards um, to companies looking at co-working as a, as a fundamental strategy to attract and retain top employees. Because if you look at, uh, look at the workforce today, people are choosing working in an aspirational workspace as one of the top three benefits when it comes to selecting a job, right? So people want the ability to be able to work closer to home. They want to be able to work from wherever they need to, whenever they need to, however they need to, to get the job done. And they need to be able to have a collection of different types of work environments, right? To, in order to meet their clients needs, their team member needs, and also to be able to maximize their time during the day. So all of those pieces, are driving people towards your point, what used to be the coffee shop. Yes. And now what's happening is coffee shops are integrating into co-working spaces. 
So for example, you know, your next door neighbor is a spaces, right? It's, it's our first location in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, spaces co-working, it's, a, it's about 60,000 square feet, full facility. But that building, for example, it houses a hundred different companies, right? And, and a, an incredible amount of entrepreneurs and startups, as well as global Fortune 100 companies that all work together in either their productive private space or in common space. So to your point on the cafe, that building has its own cafe operated by Thor, which is one of the coolest indie coffee shops in Toronto. It's their third location. They partnered with us to provide a great cafe coffee experience for not just the members, but also the public. And then that integrates into the space. So if you're a member looking for great co-working space, here's a perfect example. You need a cafe type of experience that integrates in because it gives people that type of experience they look for during the day. And then you need private office space where people can have a chance to get away and be productive right, in a team meeting or independently. And then you need other types of work environments. So different areas where you have couches and soft seating and gathering places, meeting rooms, brainstorming facilities. You've got um, you have um, a rooftop patio there, co-working space, open space, all of those pieces and uh, all those different types of solutions integrated into one space. And I think that's where you're seeing the evolution of co-working where it used to be provide a utility. Now it's provide an immersive community where people can gather, where events are held on a re- regular basis. So that way there's a vibrancy and an energy as well as an educational component to um, to this type of environment. And then, and then give your members all these different types of micro spaces, micro solutions. So that way, whatever their need is during that day, they're able to meet it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think you're seeing this dramatic change because people are demanding that type of aspirational workspace as part of their benefits package. Yeah, no, it's it's super interesting. Uh, I, I, I do want to address a little gap that you did mention, but uh, just wanted to say if you are joining us live, we, what Wayne and I are talking about is is the growth and the popularity of co-working spaces and, and the gig economy and, and where everything is going, specifically within Canada. And I, I know I'm sure Wayne can talk about worldwide as well, but uh, super interesting, uh, especially for me being an entrepreneur for, for, for a long time now. Um, so if you have any questions, feel free to let us know below. Um, you, you talked about gap and where I see in terms of how I do my work. And I do appreciate getting out of getting, I do work home. I do work from home a lot, uh, just because that's, I got good at it. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now when I leave my house, Wayne, it's actually social time. Like it's me meeting people, mm-hmm. going for lunches <laughs> and stuff. I mean, I, I, I yes. know, I, I know you get that, but one thing that I'd love to see, um, just with, the way social media is going, and maybe this is a little selfish on my side, Wayne. I know I've mentioned this to you before. Like, I'd love to see one of one of your spaces or co-working spots integrate, um, especially for these social entrepreneurs. Whether it's like um, a quiet room or a soundproof room, when yeah. I could do podcasts, or where I could do a Facebook Live, or I could have a professional background and invite people, because every entrepreneur, yes. everyone is trying to build their personal brand now, but and they're all like co-working spaces, but they're all loud unless you have an office. Yes. I'd, I'd love to like just rent out a room for one hour, I'm gonna do a podcast with Wayne. <laughs> yes. Then, um, that's, that's a gap I see, and I, I think that's a feature that I feel like almost 
all offices should should have that, whether it's I, a co co-working space or even enterprise spaces, right? I, I think it's a really good point, Evan, because I think what you're seeing right now is this dramatic shift to new economies, right? So, you know, we, we're really driving towards more service-based economies, more kind of thought leadership-based economies, more development um, economies versus if you look back in the days um, as we continue through generations, you know, you'd shift from agriculture to manufacturing to industrial revolution to almost the manufacturing of goods, you know, we're, we're transitioning to ideas that get sculpted and built and then developed, right? And of course, technology is such a driver, right? If you think about the gig economy, the gig, the backbone of the gig economy is, is based on technology, right? It's the platforms that are able to integrate people together with a service, right? And it is just remarkable when you think about what's taking place. It's even over the last 10 years where, we, where we've shifted from a real focus on hardware to a real focus on everything from our cloud, you know, cloud development to app development, et cetera, all the different tools right to the internet of things where, you know, we're really gonna be provided with this great ecosystem of, of solutions and tools to help us kind of maximize our potential as humans right through to maximize our days, right? So, so you're seeing the shift and to your point, that's where, you know, we talk a lot about, we hear a lot in the news about things like AI, et cetera, mm -hmm. disrupting more industries and what's going to happen with jobs. I mean, look, the reality is, you know, this is essentially transitioning to new industries and new types of jobs and roles that would be developed. And, I, and, and many of these are being developed by startups and entrepreneurs um, that are helping us continue to grow and build. So, so to your point on co-working, I think what we're seeing right now, it's really interesting. We're seeing this, you know, traditionally co-working offers kind of a horizontal platform, right? Mm -hmm. where, where regardless of your industry and regardless of your type of business, there's always a home for you at a co-working facility. Unless there are some that are highly, highly specialized, right? And, and that's great because it helps gauge the interest in the market and whether or not there's enough economies of scale. But what I think is going to happen is you're going to see more, more and more specialization on co-working. So to give you an example, we've been approached by industries like blockchain, like fintech, like digital media and technology and film and TV to, to build and develop a spaces co-working location, for example, exclusively and specifically for their industry. So to your point, it provides a community of like-minded individuals who are focused on you know, driving great success in their industry as well as their own businesses, but then also gives them the services and the tools they need. So I think what you're gonna see, whether it's fashion, whether it's design, whether it's media, whether it's tech, whether literally it's 100 podcasters getting together in a great environment to share ideas and leveraging tools like an online studio or an on-site studio, et cetera, you're, I think you're going to see more specialization around co-working spaces. It may not necessarily be a, like, for example, a full location, but it could be, for example, um, space within multiple locations that provide it. And then also as technology continues to improve, we know that technology is becoming more and more portable where you can easily establish something like, for example, a studio in, in space to provide great high quality video or audio 
at a place where you can transition, you can move that, you can move the equipment around, right? So, so that way it's, it's more nomadic versus just only one location. Um, so I think you're going to see more of that. You know, it's, it's, we, we've seen a lot of interest in that, for example, within Vancouver and mm -hmm. of course here in Toronto as well. So it's, it's something that we're investigating and I think you're going to continue to see more interest because the last piece is co-working facilities are becoming larger and larger. And, and the reason I'll give you a good example with us, for example, yeah. um, you, five years ago, you know, our average, our average location would be 20,000 square feet. Just this year, we signed two leases, uh, one in Vancouver at uh, a new building called 400 West Georgia, which is a beautiful new building designed by West Bank and Ian Gillespie. And then a different location in, here in Toronto in the new development called The Well, which is going to help continue to shift Front Street right through to King West over the next three years. We signed two locations, one location in each of those, each of those markets, those neighborhoods. They're both 125,000 square feet. Wow. So if you think about that, you have six times the average location. But what that does is it gives you enough space and economy of scale where you can build ecosystems, right? You can build something like this for a podcaster, You for podcasters. You can build something for blockchain. You can build something for digital media. You can build something for accounting and finance because you have enough space. And then you can tie it all in with great open air seating and cafes and amenities and, and, and make sure you've got a host of wonderful events that people get to connect with all because you have enough space to drive economies of scale. Yeah, no, I mean, that is super exciting. I'm, I'm really excited. I always, with the opportunity to talk with, uh, you know, all the business leaders, I'm always excited to see where things are going and, and even specifically how some, some business leaders are really trying to integrate whether, whether they're you know they have a company with like five thousand employees, how do they support their people who want to do some type of side gig, right? And yeah. who, and, and do those type of things. <laughs> so if you're just joining us, we got a couple more minutes left, so feel free to ask us any questions live, and I'll, I'll definitely get Wayne or myself to to talk about it. And if you are just listening in on the replay and have any specific questions around the gig economy or co-working spaces. Feel free to send a note to me, Edwin, at thebusinessleadership.com. And if it's for Wayne, let me know. I will be sure to hunt Wayne down um, as I'm always bugging him for that podcast room. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, going to name it the Edwin room. Oh, Don't I love worry. it. I love it. Or the business leadership room, right? Whatever. Yes, it's, there we go. Perfect. That's the brand. I that's love the, it. That's the brand. Um, no, this is always great. I, I always appreciate any time I get a chance to speak with you, Wayne, because you, you, I mean, you're moving in some light speed always. I remember, I remember when I interviewed you, you were just approaching the hundred. I think the hundred locations in Canada. So that was big mm -hmm. at the time. So I don't even know. I'm like, where do you? What's your? What's your? What's your? I don't even know how many months I should say. Should I say what's your six to twelve month goal right now? Uh, within within your region, it doesn't have to be specifically in Canada. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, um, so my region covers from Canada kind of straight down to Mexico, throughout Latin America and South America. And, you know, what's interesting, a few things. One, um, 
what we're seeing, the, the needs we hear from, from, from clients, right? Whether it's a large Fortune 500 organization or a great startup is, is they want, they need, they need, it's funny, they need more co-working space right? because <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting how, you know, it's just amazing how quickly uh, people are transitioning, but also they're looking for different types of design, right? So, so for example, sometimes you think about, you think about co-working as a singular, a singular solution, but it's actually not a singular solution, right? So within an organization, right, you may have a need for co-working or flexible workspace across multiple units or multiple groups. And, and, that, and that solution may look different. So for example, to your point, you may have a group that you want a team in your space that you know needs to be in you know, electric, immersive, open concept type of environment where they can go and innovate together and collaborate together and work on a project. Or you know that that team, as you continue to attract and retain top talent, that's the type of environment you have to provide, right? So, so you, you need a design and you need locations that meet that need. Now, on the same point, you may have a need for great flex space that helps support your call center or mm -hmm. helps support you know, a group that requires a high degree of security and privacy and, and, um, and different types of, of workspace that supports those very specific needs. It's very, very critical. That space will look a lot different right, than the space that the groups of innovators need. Right? So, so for us, if you look at the next six to 12 months, it's really continuing, continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. So to give you an idea, we literally have, you know, at this point, we've been, I think we have about another, geez, a couple of dozen leases that have been, have been finalized or moving forward in construction. We're growing, we're continuing to grow in various markets, right? So we're adding our second and third location in Victoria, BC. We've added our third location in Halifax. We're growing a number of the markets across the country, um, and and we're and we're continuing to really grow spaces as well. So we're adding more Regis locations um, because the demand is there, and we're adding more of these electric spaces, co-working locations as well because they become great hubs, not just for business but also for the charitable community and philanthropic community because we partner often with many charities because people need great space and people need great space at various levels of budgets, right? So we want to make sure that spaces and Regis is a hub for the community, not just the business community. So we're adding, we're building more spaces locations to meet this great co-working need. We're continuing to expand the Regis brand and we're also diversifying into the other designs as well to meet meet all of our clients' needs. So our goal, Edwin, like when last we spoke, we had a million square feet. Yeah. Then our goal was to get to two million square feet. Now we're at three million square feet. We need to double that again in the next three years in order to continue to meet the demands that we're seeing every day from clients, whether it's a large organization or this ongoing growth of, uh, of the startup community. That's amazing. Well, I'm excited for you. If there's anything 
I could do, obviously, with with the help of uh, my audience as well. Just let us know and always keep us in touch in terms of uh, everything that's happened. So, any final tips uh, um, that you could share with the uh, mm-hmm. with our listeners today? For yeah, def- I I'd say number one, what I would recommend as you know, we become you know, it's great because we're in this amazing digital age, mm-hmm. right? And what excites me is. As a person today, you know, working, whether it's in their own organization, whether it's a startup, whether it's trying to take their idea and growing it, or whether they work for a great company, right? I don't think there's ever been a better time in life to be part of this renaissance known as work. I think work is, is, is changing so dramatically. And, and I think it's so exciting to know that as an individual, you have an opportunity today where, where what you do and the result you achieve means more today than, than it ever has. It plays a larger priority in how you sculpt the rest of your day today than any other time. And co-working has grown to such a degree where if you see co-working today, co-working, co-working providers are trying to differentiate themselves. And part of differentiation is an offering of amenities, right? Whether it's, you know, beer on tap or this incredible range of, of, uh, of business amenities from great events to um, different services and benefit programs, et cetera, that companies can leverage utilizing scale, right? To get, you know, better discounts on, et cetera, better value proposition versus if they're on their own. So, so there's this whole host of kind of new realities that people have as workers. So if, if you're out there today and you're looking for a co-working environment, right? What I recommend is do your research, right? So take the time to physically tour the location, walk in and find out a, get really tour it and see, take a look at their, take a look at their private space. Take a look at the amount of space they offer for people within private space. Look at the public space or the different common um, common elements and common amenities that everybody shares and build your list of uh, priorities, right? And really take the time to get to know that location and the company you're partnering with. Because right? you wanna make sure that A, you're selecting a location that supports your team members' needs. And then also is a location that you feel is gonna give you the image uh, that you would expect your organization to have based on when clients come to visit. And then lastly, can you maximize this immersive, really great co-working experience while maintaining a high level and high degree of productivity that you want to have as well? So there are so many great providers out there and they're helping this business grow. And they're also helping shift commercial real estate because co-working has been so dramatic. Give me an idea. It's in some of the major cities over the last year, Co-working has represented 60 to 75% of the total absorption of leases, right? So you see that kind of dramatic growth. So there are a lot of great partners and there are a lot of great solution providers. If you're out in the market, right, take a look, physically tour, ask the questions you need to ask to make sure that you're picking the right spot based on the needs of your business, of your clients and your team members. And then lastly, if you're an individual looking to leverage co-working as part of your day-to-day solution, talk to your VP of HR, talk to your 
you know, talk to, talk to your supervisor and, and, and talk to your organization and find out what is their workplace strategy. Because technology's become, become such a major enabler for people, you don't have to physically be in one place anymore to conduct your work. As a matter of fact, you can get more done, be more productive by leveraging multiple locations, whether it's home or a network of co-working facilities in flexible workspace and your corporate headquarters, right? It's really a combination of all three because you have all the tools at your fingertips. So challenge your organization to really become invested in a great workplace strategy solution versus just an office solution. I hope that helps, Evan. I think, Wayne, I think that was the best answer when it comes to co-working for anyone looking for a co-working space. I encourage anyone listening or even Wayne yourself, if anyone asks, hey, listen, I, I need to learn about co-working, actually just direct them to this podcast. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and the answer is all there. Wayne, it's been an absolute pleasure. Can you let us know where we could find more information about you um, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I am always happy to help support anybody with the questions they have. We're, I'm here to help people connect with this incredible and new way, new way of working. So you can get me, you can reach me on Twitter at, at Wayne Berger. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wayne Berger uh, Regis Spaces. Uh, and then on LinkedIn as well. Just take a look for my name, Wayne Berger, and, and uh, I'll pop up and uh, certainly DM me or connect with me. And I'm happy to help support. Wayne, again, absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to to co-host today. I will leave an open door. We definitely need to reconnect in the new year and and, and have us talk about some something else specific when we, you know, as you grow. I'll be happy to have you. Thank you, Evan. And thanks for the time today. Congratulations on the award-winning podcast. Re- really excited that I'm taking time today. Thank you, Wayne. We'll talk soon. You back. Thanks, Evan. This has been the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It's an almost daily show, so be sure to catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you haven't done so yet, please check my podcast, The Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and experience of business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. You can catch that podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Monday. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.